Welcome back to part two of the Holy Land Cruise Voyage. Now that we have captured all those great cities and monuments on our cameras, we can now settle down and enjoy the charms of the ship as we head to our next port of call, Limassol. On Crystal Cruises, cuisine is an absolute plus to all her guests. And on the Symphony, you have a great selection of dining options. You have the main dining restaurant, as well as Waterside, which is open seating dining, Umi Ama and Sushi Bar, authentic Japanese Peruvian fusion. You have Prego for those Italian lovers of food, Silk Kitchen, authentic Chinese, which is open to all, and you have the Marketplace and Churrascaria, Brazilian cuisine, perfect for meat lovers. We now steam on a northerly direction and on our ninth day, we stop in Limazol, Cyprus, an island which is seldom visited by major cruise lines, which is a mystery to me. This mesmerizing island captured the attention of King Richard the Lionheart when he was en route to the Third Crusade in 1109. This is where he married his fiancée, Berengaria, and held onto the island for some time after an alleged quarrel with a renegade Byzantine Greek governor of Cyprus by the name of Isaac Komenos, who later King Richard imprisoned. Well, he, Isaac Komenos, did try to imprison Richard's future wife and sister prior to his arrival in Cyprus. There you go. A year later, the Knights Templars bought the island and used it as an ancient toll booth for the many travelling pilgrims that stopped in Cyprus before reaching the Holy Land and Jerusalem. However, a few years later, they were ousted by the Cypriots for charging high taxes. Nothing new there. Fast forward a millennium later, and Limassol, together with its heartwarming people, has much to offer as it's one of Cyprus's top holiday destinations. Here in Limassol, you will not only be awash with historical excursions and sites, but also fantastic beaches together with a bustling bar and restaurant scene. And with this area being the epicentre of Cyprus's wine industry, you are spoiled for choice. Lucky you. From our evening departure, we now set course on a northwest direction and reach our first stop in Turkey, in the beautiful setting of Antalya. Surprisingly, Antalya is Turkey's only Mediterranean resort, but years of investment by the Turkish government has propelled this former sleepy town into one of Europe's top resorts. Under the theme of this cruise, the Baton is firmly placed on this magnificent place, and it does not disappoint. Antalya is in fact Turkey's biggest international resort, swiftly situated in the so-called Turkish Riviera. Great beaches, stunning attractions and a vast cross-section of monuments and palaces from the day it was formed in 200 BC by one of Alexander the Great's generals, later known as King Attalus. In fact, if you do browse in the town centre, you will see the odd statue of this famous Macedonian. So keep an eye out. But in the second century, the Romans, yes, who else, came, they saw, and they conquered, and why not? They had the rest of the known world, so why not add this beautiful land as well? And one of those Roman emperors who had a big influence, not only here in Antalya, but also in many parts of the Roman Empire, was none other than Emperor Hadrian. Now, he's actually one of the few Roman emperors we actually know very well here in the UK. And it's only because he built that long wall separating England and Scotland, which is still there, by the way. And it's called Hadrian's Wall. 
Emperor Hadrian commissioned many monuments and palaces in Antalya, and still most of them are visible to this day, and add a great feature to your Holy Land cruise. As we leave this Turkish jaw behind, your lovely ship skims the Teki Peninsula in southern Turkey, and reaches one of Europe's most iconic islands for your next stop. The Island of Rhodes awaits you. Here once stood at the entrance to the harbour, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world the 33-metre-high statue of the Colossus of Rhodes. Erected in 280 BC to honour the Greek sun-god Helios and stood gallantly for all to see. It was constructed to celebrate the successful defence of the two-year siege and eventual victory against the Macedonian army. Sadly, it took not an army to bring it down, but an earthquake in 226 BC. Rumours are that a consortium of Greek companies are planning to remake the statue. Wow, that would certainly be an eye-catcher. Rhodes is the biggest of the beautiful Dodecanese islands, just south of the crystal blue and serene Aegean Sea. Due to its location, Rhodes has a wealth of history, and one in particular are the Knights of St. John's of Jerusalem, who ruled here for just over 200 years, and consequently Rhodes was labelled the Island of the Knights until they left in 1522 after a siege lasting six months to an Ottoman Empire army consisting of no fewer than 400 ships. Nowadays I'm glad to say Rose is in itself a much sought after destination for sun worshippers from all over Europe and here you will find many creature comforts and many fantastic beaches. One such heavily featured day out on the cruise line's excursion agenda are the ruins of the Temple of Athena, perched high on a hill in a beautifully preserved acropolis in Lindos, situated on the southwest part of Rhodes. Worth going. Rhodes has many great tourist facilities and also features many places of interest, and it's worth checking first on what excursion is best for you. And if you are from Rhode Island in the United States, you can thank Rhodes for the name of America's smallest state. Okay, moving on, it's 6pm and we wave goodbye to where once the almighty Greek god Helios stood and our ship would gently navigate and skim past some of the hundreds of Greek small islands dotted around this beautiful part of the Mediterranean. Your beautiful cruise ship Crystal Symphony will now dock in our second Turkish port, but this time in a pristine Aegean sea resort of Kusadasi. The name Kusadasi means bird's head, as this is what this stunning island resembles from the sky. Now, how they managed to know this is beyond me, since Kusadasi was actually founded in 3000 BC. Do they know something that we don't? If you want one place to really, and as they say, to get your teeth into, then it's Kusadasi. With the historical city of Izmir about 90 miles away, you'll be stepping back in time. And even close by, Alexander the Great had one of his greatest victories ever against the Persians. This area is also the gateway to Ephesus, the UNESCO-listed 4,000-year-old city, as well as the Temple of Artemis, another of the seven wonders of the ancient world, the Basilica of St. John, where the Apostle John died and was laid to rest, and nearby you also have the House of the Virgin Mary, where she spent her last years. So, as you can see, you have a real handful of sites to visit, and as the ship departs late, you have more time to ponder. 
in the year 2 BC, the Romans, yes, who else, stamped their authority here and left some wonderful monuments, one of the best preserved remnants of Roman architecture in Europe, and it's worth visiting as well. We now enter our penultimate night as the captain sets a ship on an easterly course towards our last stop, Athens in Greece. Your cruise ship would dock in Greece's largest port city of Piraeus, which serves the Greek capital, Athens. As you make your way to the cradle of Western culture and the birthplace of democracy, Athens is amongst the world's oldest cities with a history spanning 3,400 years, has long been the location of myth and the news, and its ancient heritage is still an incredible source of inspiration. As the ship overnights here, choose wisely your tours or excursions as Piraeus is about 10 kilometers from Athens. Check with the excursion team to see if there are any shuttle services to Athens should you want to do your own exploration. With brands such as Crystal, they tend to be complimentary. As we all know, Athens is a magnet for historical excursions and the best way to see one of the world's older cities is on the humble but very interactive hop-on hop-off bus service. Okay, let me break down a myth here. If I was to mention the Athens Citadel, most people will probably Google it. But if I was to say the Acropolis of Athens, the image of the world's famous Parthenon temple, which stands majestically at the hilltop, will pop up. To all of us, the Parthenon is the most recognizable building in the Acropolis of Athens. Now this is because the word Acropolis in Greek is a citadel or fortified area which many across the Greek Empire held many temples and monuments, as the one in Athens. The Greeks mainly built them on top of hills and used it more for defensive purposes than anything else. The one in Athens is perfectly perched high above majestically overlooking the city, a truly magnificent sight, and especially at night when it's all illuminated. And as I say in Greece, parimorphi, meaning beautiful. And it is. Here in Athens, the Acropolis crowns the city as home to the Parthenon and other legendary temples and monuments, such as the temple dedicated to Athena and Nike. Just remember to wear your comfortable footwear. And if you do go to the Acropolis, uh, here's a couple of points to remember. Try and get one of those skip the queue tickets. You may pay a bit extra, but it's worth it. Also, please, please don't take any souvenirs from any of the stonework. It served as courts and also civil justice areas, but since it was built just over two and a half thousand years ago, Athens has had many invaders, most notably the Ottoman Empire from Turkey, who reigned here for nearly 400 years. But it was the Venetians in the siege of 1687 that blew up part of the Parthenon, as it housed most of the Ottomans' ammunition. Although much damage was done to the building, especially the top part, it still is a beacon of architecture excellence throughout the world, as it's visited by about one million people every year. Imagine if the walls could talk. During your tour of Athens, if you stop in either the tomb of the unknown soldier or the presidential palace, you will see a very distinctive ceremony by the Evzones or President's Guards together with their striking uniform. 
The uniform has a collection of significant episodes during the Greek War for Independence from the Ottoman Empire. Their predecessors, the Klets, used a similar uniform when they bravely fought off the Turks. They also have a strict routine which is choreographed to perfection, and even their shoes, which have 60 nails embedded to simulate the battle for independence. The three most distinguishable items of the current uniform are the hat is red, representing the blood that was spilt by the Greek army. The small white kilt has 400 pleats, representing one for each year the Ottoman Empire was in Greece. And as any other ceremonial units around the world, you have to be at least 6 foot 1 inch tall. Oh well, that's me out of the way then. Athens, as any other large European city, you have the common areas and the touristy hotspots. I will stick to the latter. And also Athens offers more than just the Acropolis. You can have the all-mythical tour of the city, lasting between 4 and 6 hours. Alternatively, you can opt for a private tour of the city. Maybe more in the pocket, but you get a guide all to yourself. Mm, lucky you. And then there is the other excursions, which more or less sums up a good holiday. A food and drink tour of the city. I'll drink to that one. And if you are serious about something different when it comes to food, then try this one. The Sky Experience City Lights Dinner. Your restaurant will be elevated, yes elevated, by a crane up to 50 metres for a stunning view of the city during sunset. An amazing experience which includes a six course meal and unlimited drinks. And if that's not enough, your table will actually rotate to give you views from all angles. Just don't forget your camera. Even though the ship overnights in Piraeus, the port of Athens, it's highly recommended to stay for an additional two or three days. And it's worth it. That's it. Your Holy Land cruise has ended. What a journey that was. But you can do this for real and get the insight of what a cruise with this theme has to offer. You will have onboard speakers on the most important facts of every place you go to. Remember that on Crystal Cruises, you have a variety of ships, luxury just as this one, river cruise, exploration, but always attentive to the most important person on the ship, you. I will now sit down and enjoy a nice kebab. Is that Greek or Turkish? Never mind, it still tastes very nice. I have been contemplating presenting a cruise on the Atlantic Islands with the Azores. Now this also includes Madeira and the Canary Islands and also Northern Africa as well. Stay tuned because this one is a bit different to the ones you normally see advertised. Now for this or any other cruise you can contact me direct by email on albert at gocruiseandtravel.co.uk or check me out both on my website and on Facebook by typing Go Cruise with Albert. And who knows, we may even make your dream cruise come to light. Until next time, thank you for listening, stay safe and bon voyage.